Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's a game night preseason game number six for the Edmonton Oilers against the Calgary Flames. And both teams are dressed in really good lineups. Uh, by my count, 15 of the 18 skaters expected to start the season. The number one goaltender, uh, Jacob Martstrom, going for Calgary. And for Edmonton, 17 of the 18 skaters, maybe. Plus uh, Miko Koskinen starting tonight at Rogers Place. Second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, Hall of Famer out of Val Marie, Saskatchewan, Brian Trottier. And... Oh, maybe one day, Ellen. No, I don't think that'll happen. Eric Francis, a guy who has to pay his way to get into the Hockey Hall of Fame, like myself. Second hour of orders now brought to you by Digitex. Brennan, has the package arrived? Are we good to go? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, the first time I saw this gentleman play, uh, it was a matchup between Lethbridge and the Edmonton Oil Kings, and the Oil Kings had a uh, defenseman by the name of Robin Sadler who went like ninth overall, I think, to the Canadians in the 75 draft. But the guy who shone that night was Brian Trottier, and he is our Oilers now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show, he's been on a couple times before, Hockey Hall of Famer Brian Trotje. Hi, Brian. It's Bob. How you doing? I'm, I'm great, Bob. Thank you for that kind introduction. I remember Robin really well. And we didn't win many games up in Edmonton when we played in junior hockey. Was, Oil King just hammered us every time we went up there. But every once in a while, we'd sneak one out. But uh, Robin, a wonderful defenseman. And uh, those days of junior hockey are just so special. They're wonderful memories, wonderful bonds. But, no, always a pleasure to get on the show. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, and uh, I, one of your teammates we had on uh, about a year ago, uh, and that was Ronnie Delorme. And uh, I, I know I love Ronnie, yeah. and Archie Henderson, who of course Archie, is yeah. head pro scout. He was uh, he and Ronnie were the, with all due respect, Archie. Ronnie was a little bit better player. Archie had a more specified <laughs> role. But, uh, but uh, we we did something um, uh, with uh, with Ron, and it was a, a, a bit and around uh, you know some of some of the challenges that we've had uh, over the course of the last couple of years, and on just uh, on Thursday here in now we had our day for the national day for truth and, and reconciliation and that's always part of the storyline and a lot of people uh we sort of had a little bit of a survey on the show and a lot of people text us on the ashley fine floors text line brian and, and they said well brian trotje is probably the the greatest indigenous player of all time and i'm like what i know about brian he would not say that he's the greatest indigenous player of all time so I, i'm gonna open that uh, the floor with you a bit just a thought on i got it <laughs> 
What were you going to say? I got a quick story. I got a quick story about that because I was, I was uh, doing doing a uh, an event up in uh, River Cree, and this guy came up to me. He says, "Do you, Brian? Do you know you're the most decorated Indigenous athlete in the history of the planet?" I said, "No, but I'm stealing that line because I I, I said I got to do some homework on this to see if there's anybody else has some of the hardware that I've I've been fortunate enough to win with Stanley Cup championships or you know the scoring championship or an MVP or a Hall of Fame or whatever it is." And this guy was just tacking it on oh you're in this hall of fame you're in this hall of fame you're in that hall of fame well anyway uh fast forward a couple more years and they had um, a radio show ckck or ckrm out of regina did a thing who's the who's the most famous um you know um Who's the, who's, who's the your most famous favorite player in the history of Saskatchewan? And I come in behind Gordy Howe, number yeah. two. Yeah. And of course, my mom called in forty times. She said, I called forty. I said, call as many times as you want. So I came in number two behind Gordy Howe. So of course now they call me up. They said, Oh, you're the most decorated indigenous athlete in the history of the planet. And you come in number two behind Gordy Howe. I said, That's my highest compliment to date. Is coming in number two behind Gordy Howe. I didn't give him any controversy at all. But it was just it was just so fun to be in the same breath as Gordie Howe, let alone come in number two behind Gordie Howe. He probably had 60 million votes. I had like four. Yeah. And I, that was the closest one to him. So yeah, anyway, well, that's just my two quick stories. I just typed it in right now. We had Ron DeLorme on after Fred Sasaskamus had passed away in November yep. of 2020. Yep. And, and he was wow. one of the first Indigenous players in the NHL. I think there's been about 700 total. Uh, and it's it, it's a journey, you know, and not everybody has the same experience, obviously. That, that that goes without saying. I know I know. for you, if I recall correctly, you told me the story when you were in junior hockey. One of the guys that really helped you out was Tiger Williams. Is that not true? Oh, yeah. And uh, you need that kind of a, uh, I don't know, big brother or just a friend that just kind of pulls you at the right time, says the right thing, or does something that helps you. And, uh, you know, just getting beat up in junior hockey at the time was 1,600, you know, 160 pounds and five foot six and trying to play defense and just, you know, just getting thumped every, I don't know what I felt like every night, but not really. But, you know, going against Monster 6'2", 220 that had beards, I was just totally intimidated. Tiger just kind of pulled me aside. He said, I'm going to play left wing with you. No one's going to touch you. And hockey was fun again. And next thing you know, he teach him how to grapple. And, you know, you get on a good team and your confidence grows a little bit. And, uh, you know, we had a really good team of surf current. And then next year we had a really good team in Lethbridge. And like you mentioned, Ronnie DeLorme. And, you know, the indigenous players to, to a man, I think all of us are just a little bit shy when, and we're always homesick. And those were two things I always fought was those two two issues. And when Ronnie and I were, you know, talk about it, you know, like he did, he did not want to leave coach in Saskatchewan. Like he was just nervous as heck. But, I think having support of a team and having recognition of, you know, your important, valuable asset to a team and you start feeling, you know, like you you got something to contribute, those all those things help and you know, next thing you know, we're you know, we're coming back to our communities, we're all talking about you on there. Everybody loves to see you come home, but at the same time you still gotta get out there to chase your dreams. So you know, yeah, without Tiger, I wouldn't have made it. And and Ronnie and all of us, you know, that support each other. And, you know, we're all still good buds today. And, you know, there's just some hockey guys are some of my best friends in the whole world. And they, they'll always will be. And whenever we get together, even with the alumni, you know, some of the guys you might have had a, a run in with here and there, my friends from the Oilers and, you know, bumping into Mark Messier or Kevin Lowe or, or Wayne or whoever. And, you know, it's water under the bridge. We're all just from the same family or the hockey family. We all kind of care about each other. Somebody struggles. We all rally. And, I love that about our hockey guys. You know, we're all ambassadors to a degree, but we all care about each other. And yeah, we're rivals when we play. And you know, we're, but it's professional side of things. And 
thank God no one holds a big grudge. I'm like, holy cow, someone's going to hate me for, you know, retaliating or doing something to them accidentally or on purpose maybe. But, you know, they did a few things to me too, but whatever. You just kind of forgive and forget it, I guess. I don't know, but it's, it's that's a wonderful world of sports and hockey especially. We're joined by Hockey Hall of Famer Brian Trotje, 1,425 points in 1,279 games. You all remember the four straight Stanley Cups with the Islanders. He won two more with Pittsburgh late in his career, but it didn't happen over, I mean, the Montreal Canadiens when you broke into the NHL, and Brian, with all due respect, I don't know if anybody thought you'd be that impactful your first year. Like, boom, you're a 95-point guy your first year in the NHL, and uh, within a couple of years, you know, you're up in the 120s. But it took you guys... You know, and maybe part of it was this monolith at that time that were the Montreal Canadiens that had won uh, the four straight cups from 76 to 79. Didn't happen overnight for you guys in, in Long Island, did it? Well, no, and, and we, we, we watched the Montreal Canadiens. You know, I lucked in. I, the Islanders have just taken off. And we're all a young team, obviously, coaching Al Arbor. And, you know, Bill Torrey's doing his magic with the draft and trades and whatever. And it just seemed like, you know, that every year we got better and better. And 878, 79, yeah, okay, we took it on the chin a little bit. Toronto beat 78. And then Rangers, you know, knocked us out in 79. And, and everybody's favoring us. But we're so young. I mean, we're 20, 21, 22 years old. And, you know, yeah, we're having some success. And everybody thinks, oh, yeah, you should be like, you know, but Montreal was winning four straight Stanley Cups. They had, you know, seven or eight, you know, Hall of Famers on that team. You know, Ken Dryden, Larry Robinson, Serge Savard, you know, Guy Lafleur, you know, Yvonne Cornway. Like they had a, a, a spectacular team. So all in all, we say to ourselves, you know, like yeah, we, we 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 lost, but we watched, and we watched Montreal how they how they conducted themselves on and off the ice. We watched how they practiced, and we learned from them. And uh, then we called them the creepy Oilers, but those Oilers did the same thing to us. And we talked to Paul Coffey and Wayne, and they were watching us, how we practiced, how we zipped that puck around the power play, you know, practice, how we did certain things. And they wanted to be like us, and we wanted to be like Montreal. So I think what, what great players do and great teams do is they, they watch the very best, the champions, and they learn from them. And we hear the stories about Wayne and, and the guys walking by our locker room afterwards with ice bags. and. We were we, we we just had it. We had someone parked outside the door that said, "Okay," because they had to come by our room to get to the bus. We don't run run want to rub salt in the wound. So when we had the, the one of the trainers, the, one of the stick boys standing out there, said, "Oh, here comes a couple guys." So we just like calmed down for a couple of minutes, and as soon as they went by, woo, we start partying again. Oh, here comes three more. We have to settle down a little bit. Yeah, we had ice bags, and we're you know we just didn't want to rub. And they think, "Oh my God, you know there's there's a price to pay to win Stanley Cup." We're like. Oh, damn it, it backfired on us. But those guys are just great guys. They're great champions. They were students of the game like we were. And you want to, to be like the champions before you. You learn from them. And you want to knock the champions off the, off the you know, the, the top of the hill. And, you know, we were proud champions to be able to, like, take, take the uh, – take the, the title of championship like the Montreal Canadiens. We wore that for four years. And, you know, along come the Oilers. They, they've become great champions. They wore the title. Um, you know, and like great champions do, like look at Tampa Bay today. They're great kids. They're all good ambassadors. They, they, they conduct themselves like champions. And that's a wonderful thing about hockey. I'm so proud of the hockey guys because of that, too, that they can – you know, maintain a certain conduct and, I don't know, humility or whatever you want to call it, and they don't sit there and pat themselves on the back or brag or whatever it is. And, you know, they just kind of carry themselves the right way. And, uh, you know, whether they have, uh, you know, uh, what what background they come from, Swedish, you know, Canadian, U.S., you know, everybody, everybody seems to have that same mentality. 
Brian Trache joining us. Brian, I'm going to ask you about a couple of your teammates. Mike Bossy had nine 50-goal seasons in a row. He only played 10 years in the NHL. Um, if he plays 15 or 16, he's chasing down the goal. I mean, maybe he's chasing down the goal record. Was he, the, in, in your opinion, is is he right there in the lexicon of the greatest uh, goal scorers of all time beside Wayne Gretzky and Alexander Ovechkin? Oh, oh, without a doubt. And, you know, like, uh, you know, God bless those, all the guys that are great goal scorers. And I got... I got 524 goals, and no one says, "Oh, there goes that goal scorer, Brian Trache." You know, like I chuckle because, you know, you, you when you're a sniper like those guys, um, whether you're Ovechkin or Bossy, I mean, those guys are pure snipers, and they pride themselves on scoring goals. And you know, the goaltenders they just wreak havoc with them, and, and it's just a confident thing. I, I've often asked like Mario and Guy Lafleur and Gilbert Perot and Mike Bossy, "How do you guys think you do against today's goaltenders? You know, they're bigger, better equipment. You know, they're." More, maybe more athletic. I don't know. Just, but um, they go, oh, no problem. We find a hole. Like that's just pure confidence those goal scorers have. And you know, I didn't have it to that degree, but it was really kind of fun to be able to contribute and want to score goals. And the puck found some holes a lot of times. You get it on the net, and that became just kind of a motto, I think, for a lot of guys. You put it on that. Phil Spazzito, you say, you know, I just got the puck on the net, made the goalie make a save. And sometimes if you do that, there's a juicy rebound for somebody else to pop in a rebound. And, you learn from those kind of you know great players, and so yeah, no, Mike, Mike's right there. I think there's no, there's not anybody that goals per game average that's close to him. I think Mario's maybe the closest, um, but those great goal scorers, they've got an act. They've, they've, they find the puck, the puck finds them, and you know they get it away quick or they get it on the net. They just got a really goal scorer's touch, you know, and taking nothing away from Wayne, he's got twice as many assists as he does goals, and you know those players are are unique and. Whether Crosby today or Patrick Kane or the Ovechkins, they're, they're goal scorers to the bone. Uh, you played with Clark Gillies, six-time 30-goal scorer. He never had 100 minutes. My theory is because nobody really wanted to fight him. Was he the best plane of the big man that could flat-out chuck him? Well, I think he was the first, I think, what you would identify as a power forward who could, like, score goals and, you know, duke it out, beat the crap out of everybody in the league and, you know, protect his player, big brother, kind of a, a role a policeman. At the same time, you know, he was a, a strong in the corners, you know, underrated stick handler, passer, and... You know, when you when you have a reputation, I think that helps. But you know, Clark was, uh, you know, he's there's only one of them. Thank goodness, because I, when I saw him mad, I was just say, "Oh boy, am I ever glad he's not mad at me?" Um, and I played two years of junior against him. I bumped him a couple of times. And he goes, "If I if I ever catch you, I'm gonna rip your head off." He said, oh, "You got to catch me first. <laughs> he, when I saw him mad, I'm like, "Oh my God!" But uh, you know, I, I I've seen Dave Semenko mad, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm glad he's not mad at me either." But um, you know, those great players, like the, the the toughest players, they don't go around looking for it, and they and you say they just want to, you know, they don't start them, they just finish them, and and that's just the way those great tough players played. You played with some of the, I mean, look, you're a great player yourself, Hall of Famer Brian Trotje joining us here in Oilers now. You finished up your career with Pittsburgh with Mario Lemieux, and and I've had this conversation with Wayne. He traveled a lot with us before the pandemic in his role as vice chair. Uh, Mario Lemieux was as gifted as anybody. Is that a fair assessment? Oh, my God, yeah. Like, I think he's top two or three ever, yeah, without a doubt. What was it 
that was so unique about Mario, in your opinion, Brian? Well, again, like great players, confidence, poise, uh, just, um, you know, they, they inspire they, their, their leadership is they, they inspire players. They encourage, they make players better playing with them and teams on their team tend to play a, a big, bigger role because they want to like uh, live up to, you know, making the very best players like Wayne and Mario and Bobby Orr, you know, they just want to contribute somehow and those players have a way to inspire and so when you're gifted like that and they don't even realize it, they don't do that on purpose. You know, they're just one of the guys, but they they have that ability. They're just a big presence in the room and Mario's got that gift. He's like Jean Bellabo and you know, all the great players that uh, that I idolized as a little kid and you know, he, he kinda carried that carried himself like that, like royalty almost and you know, you you end up uh, you know, winning a couple of cups with them, all of a sudden, you know, they they become even bigger than life because they're such a big part of your success and the feeling of being a champion and become a bond and, you know, friends and um, there's nothing I won't do for the man. They like his family or kids. And that's, that's just the wonderful thing about being teammates. He talked to the Oilers and he talked to the Islanders and my penguin team and somebody will need some book. We'll rally. Well, okay, whatever you need. Yeah, da, 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 da. No questions asked. We just do it because we're, you know, we're friends and teammates when we carry that bond together. So, no, Mary's a special person. He's gracious. He's uh, one of my favorites in the whole in the whole planet. One final one for you, and it's a fun one, and it takes back to after you guys won the Stanley Cup, I believe it was at Three River Stadium, and showing that, you know, age has no limit because uh, you had youthful exuberance. Did you not take the Stanley Cup and do a bit of a slide on the tarp that was wet and went for about 30 feet, and the crowd just went crazy? Was that was that you that was doing that with the Penguins when they won the Cup? Yeah, yeah there was a rain delay in the, in the celebration over through old Three River Stadium and so Craig Patrick said can a few you guys just run around with the cup and you know get the crowd going crazy here for a few minutes while we raise their hands yeah sure so I you know talked to like half a dozen guys and we're all gonna grab the cup and I was gonna take it first and we'll run a little bit with it and hand it to the next guy and then the, the uh, next guy was gonna hand it to him we're gonna kind of get the crowd going for a bit and then it was really kind of fun because as I'm running down the stairs I look back and they're all waving to me like you're on your own kid and here I was maybe one of the older guys on the team and I'm trotting around this cup and there's a tarp and it's raining and I said oh maybe I can slide on this tarp with the cup I saw that done a baseball so I took a little slide maybe went three four feet I said oh, I can do better than that I took a big run and yeah I probably went maybe 10 12 feet but as legends go, I'm doing 30 feet by now, and I think it's fun because <laughs> that story, I go further every time so I, someone tells me that story. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I went 10, 12 feet. place went absolutely nuts. You can YouTube it. Kind of, YouTube kind of keeps me generational now. That I, I'm like into my third generation of that. So, like, you know, it was a wonderful memory, and people in Pittsburgh call it the slide, and, uh, you know, it was a little special part of the celebration that day, and, oh, no, it's kind of a goofy thing I did. Who who? Who knows, but we all have done those crazy moments in our life where you say, ah, but that one was really fun. So thanks, Bob. Anyway, pleasure being on the show. Yeah, uh, I look hey, forward to being for, on with you again. Thank th- you. Thank you for your time, Brian. We'll let you get back to your event. Thanks okay, a lot, okay? Thank thanks, you very man. much. Yvette. All the best, guys. Bye. Yvette, that's Brian Trotje uh, giving us 20-plus minutes here on Oilers Now. Uh, what a uh, what a guy. Humble to the core. There was a time he was the best center in the National Hockey League. 
late 1970s uh, until Wayne Gretzky came in the league. And, and even then, for a few years, people would say that Brian Trottier was still the best center in the National Hockey League until the Oilers eventually climbed that mountain and knocked off the Montreal Canadiens. Special shout-out to John Winwick for assisting us in coordinating Brian Trottier on the show today and the numbers off the charts. 500-goal score, six-time Stanley Cup champion, 1,400 uh, points in 1,279 games, 184 points in 221 games, and a longtime um, assistant coach with Pittsburgh and Colorado, briefly a head coach of the New York Rangers as well. You name it, he won it. The Calder, the Art Ross, the Hart, the Conn Smythe, and I mentioned six Stanley Cups. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. <laughs> Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Lots of positive response to Brian Trache's appearance on Oilers Now. Uh, Cliff from Busby, Alberta, says outstanding interview with Brian Trache, pure gold. Uh, another texter says, Bob, that was a terrific segment with uh, Trache. And uh, s- several others of you took time to text us during the course. Um, this one is an interesting one. I heard there was quite a few talented players in the age group uh, that uh, Trotje came out of, out of Climax and Valmarie, but many stayed home. Is that true? Uh, well, I, I, I mean, he basically inferred that. He said how challenging it was early in his career. And the guy that helped him in junior uh, was... Tiger Williams. Um, I've referenced Kurt Levins before from the Cult of Hockey. He works with a, a different radio cluster uh, in Western Canada, the Patterson Group. Kurt's uh, cousin was the top scorer on the team that year, and I had a conversation with him. Brian Trache was our Oilers now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We're going to, you know what, uh, Brendan, we'll pass on squeezing in Ryan McLeod. We, we, we'll we get to it at some point here. Might be on tomorrow's show. Dave Tippett on uh, Ryan McLeod. Uh, but before uh, we go to break here, I'll tell you there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than with Tasquin. Vehicles are in short supply. Right now they got a Ford Bronco full size in stock. If you reach out to Brent Ridge Ford, uh, they'll do a video for you. Or better yet, stop by Brent Ridge Ford on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority. And you can visit uh, Uncle Bill, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Tell them Oilers now sent you. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.